0: This is the Winning Plays Podcast on the CLNS Media Network, the leading online provider for the NBA's winningest franchise. Hey there, welcome back to the
1: Winning Plays Podcast. Michael Pina is off today doing some research on the, uh, the barbecue wings at Magic City down in Atlanta. So with Brian Rob, <laughs> I am Rich Levine. Uh, the Celtics have two bubble scrimmages in the books, with one more left before the season officially restarts on Friday. We'll take a look at everything we've seen so far, the good and the bad. Maybe look ahead a little bit. Uh, but first as always please subscribe to this podcast wherever it is you listen give us a follow on twitter that is at winning plays pod shout out to clns media shout out to betonline.ag b rob
0: just you and me today how you doing good it's uh just watching live nba basketball even though it even though the crappy preseason variety it's a it's a nice change of pace it's got a real summer league vibe to it doesn't it it really does that is, I mean, just the, you feel like it is a closed off. Like I covered, did you ever cover the Orlando Summer League? No, Back in no, no, the day? no, Only Vegas. Got it. So they, that is just like kind of the setup here where it's, again, it's not open to, to the public. So there's just a bunch of, you know, players and media and, you know, NBA personnel scattered about. And that's obviously they're trying to make things a little more dynamic with uh, the virtual fans and whatnot. We can maybe get into that later. Um, but it is it's 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 pure summer league so far especially early on here
1: yeah and the uh, and the performance is pretty summer league too at least that first <laughs> game I mean so what the OKC I mean, we really don't have much to talk about now is there is there anything that jumped out to you as uh, opposed to aside from just having the guys out there and seeing them back together running and jumping and doing is there anything that that you think is worth talking about from the OKC game?
0: I guess the anything from that just based on the whole body work, uh, in the studio. Um, Jalen Brown seems ready to go. He does, um, huh? He is, I think he, I think he, hit the first shot of that OKC game with like a really, a tough, uh, step back on Chris Paul, I want to say. And just the, it's, it's something we've seen all year long, but to see him, you know, just how much more under control he is in the paint now when he, you know, he isn't throwing up wild shots. He just is finding a way to keep his balance and, you know, get shots up in traffic and, and hit them consistently, something, I mean, Tatum's had trouble with early in Orlando, which is a huge surprise given the layoff, but Brown just seems really ready to go on the offensive end, and um, that, that's very good news for the Celtics, I feel like.
1: Yeah, and you wonder how much of it maybe is maturing or just working on his game, you know, during the break, you wonder how much maybe Jalen's a guy that, that can benefit from not having fans, maybe he it relaxes him a little bit, but for me, that's the big, he just looks so relaxed, so confident. He is digging deep into his bag. It looks like his bag is deeper than it's ever been. It's just not that he that he's scoring and shooting well. It's kind of how he's doing it, you know. There, I mean, there's that one the sort of fadeaway on on Aiton in the Phoenix game where he kind of got stuck and just you know what am I gonna do? I'll, I'll shoot a I'll shoot a fadeaway foul line jumper over a, a seven footer, you know, and just drained it. It just seems that he's he just seems very in control out there, which which sometimes is his biggest issue, but uh, at least in these these first two scrimmages, it doesn't seem to be the case anymore.
0: No. And again, when you're only going to ask them to be maybe the third or fourth option in every night, um, that is a very good nine- dynamic for this team to have right now. But Oh, I got to tell mean, you,
1: we, we had the conversation uh, in the last podcast about which, and we got some, some blowback on Twitter about this too, but about which Celtics starter you would you would right. vote off the island if you had to. Mm-hmm. Peanut and I both said, Gordon. I think you said Tice. I was talking with with someone with the Celtics uh, this week who said that Gordon Hayward is the third best player on the Celtics without question. Mm. Thought
0: that was interesting. Yeah. I mean, that's, I would, I was giving you guys some gruff for that. Um, But it is like some games, he is easily the most, I think, disposable Celtic, at least on the offensive end of the floor, it seems like. And that was kind of the case in the, against, um, The Suns in the first quarter and a half, he was pretty just like not involved, you know, was doing a little bit of ball handling, but was having trouble finishing around the rim. But then I think they turned things around that game um, when he scored essentially 17 points in a 12 minute span. He just got started getting shots up, starting creating on the pick and roll, the drive and kick, uh, catch and shoot and i mean you can always he's willing always to do the dirty work down low and fight with the bigs on switches and stuff but uh it's clear that this team goes to a different level offensively when he is not just involved but um you know efficient while being involved
1: one thing i wanted to comment on from the phoenix game is as it relates to gordon and this is just something i don't know necessarily how you know and what eastern conference matchups it might affect them but the way that, that Saric was just going right at Gordon from the start, right? Because obviously you got Tyson Ayton. So, right. in that situation, I mean, I don't know. Maybe you, like, I guess that was just a matchup, and maybe you'd want to put Tatum or, or Jalen on a guy like that, you know, moving forward. But did you notice that? That they seemed to be really attacking Gordon Hayward in the post. And and,
0: and there were a few times that, that Saric really had his way with him. Yeah. When he got positioned down there, that's just, you know, a tough matchup with Saric's length. And so. I feel like yeah, his strength it is too. Yeah, his strength and Jalen. I feel like this year has taken more force, um, you know, because he, I think he's added to his strength and just added to his post defense down low to kind of take some of the burden off of Gordon from that spot. But I think the key for the Celtics with that, with matchups like that, is just like you just have to pay. You have to make the Suns pay more on the other end of the floor. Like you are gonna you are gonna give up some post ups. Like that's a shot you are gonna be willing to give up. You are not gonna fend more hope down there. But then you make Sarge pay at the other end, and um, you know they did. It took them a while, but I think they did, they started doing that more um, as that game got into the second and third quarter.
1: You worried a little bit about about Kemba. I know they say nothing, 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 nothing. I just I just feels like they're slow playing this a little too much for a guy who says that there's nothing wrong with him anymore.
0: Yeah, it is. It was. I was very concerned, Rich, when you just the way it was coming out. Where he was gonna practice one day early in campus. it's like, well, we're actually changing that to every other day now, and, and like you said, just kind of really slowing it down. But the fact that he played in the second scrimmage, even though it was only nine minutes, that's a big positive sign to me because just on the way it was trending. Because if things were really bad, they would have they wouldn't have like risked him being on a floor in a meaningless game. I feel like they would have just taken it super slow. But clearly, he's starting to be on the upswing here, and I don't know. I thought he moved physically pretty damn well in that game. Like again, and it was only nine minutes.
1: Too. You know, he had that one nice and one right, and right. I, I, and, and I, there were a few times maybe you know he, he did it and he you know he took it to the hoop and you know didn't maybe look as in control or as you know he didn't really look like Kemba. But the fact that he's doing it, the fact that he has the confidence to attack still, I guess, is a good sign. But um, and do, any word on whether he's going to play? Because be, it's hard to imagine that he plays nine minutes in one quote- unquote preseason game right and then if he is there any word of whether he's playing against Houston on Tuesday
0: N- not yet I would assume yes I would assume that like maybe they bump him up to 15 because you can't do that and then have him go out and and play
1: anything close to uh a Kemba Walker minutes against Milwaukee in a game where right I, I guess and we don't know like and I guess maybe this is something that would be interesting to to talk to to Brad about and I don't know if you guys have yet but like you know, how are they approaching these 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 regular season games now this this eight this eight game seeding because you can't you don't imagine that they're going to go into it as because it's not a bus win but like how much are they even interested in winning this game or is it all just sort of a, and maybe preseason volume two where you're just getting more and more ready for the playoffs to start?
0: Yeah, so we actually talked to him a little bit about this in the past week, and he insinuated more that they're gonna, you know they're playing to win. Like, they're not going to be fooling around in rotations. Kemba will be on a minute's limit um, for that Milwaukee game and probably other early seeding games. I'd imagine somewhere in the 25 to 30 range. Um, but they want to win these games because he's of the mind being like, you know, we, we're we not going to be, we have to be building on something for the playoffs. We're not going to be able to, like, you know, flip the switch when the playoffs start. So, um, and then on top of that, obviously you have the, uh, the seeding implications that are, You know, they might be settled by the 6th, 7th, or 8th game, but they're still very much in the air um, as of this week. So from that standpoint, I do think that you're going to see big minutes for everyone else, and you're going to see a pretty concerted effort. You're not going to, you know, roll guys up to 40 minutes right out of the gate, but um, you're also going to be, you know, playing to win and, you know, playing with a short rotation off the bench probably um, against elite teams like Milwaukee.
1: Yeah, and, and... Yeah, I guess we, I guess we're just gonna gonna wait and see. Anything? I, one thing I liked about that Phoenix game, and I know Tatum's, you, know, you you mentioned this before we came on. Tatum's shooting numbers obviously haven't been, you know, the kind of kind of Tatum that that the Celtics are going to need to make any sort of noise in this in this postseason. But that one stretch, um, and that I think it was towards the, towards the tail end of the of the, of the first quarter, where he kind of caught fire, yep. and you know, it seemed like for maybe six or seven possessions. He, he shot almost every single time but just the way th- that was that was the tatum where he gets in the zone and he thinks he can do anything and he and frankly he he kind of can um just like just step back just taking it to the hoop it just seems to be toying with with whoever happens to be on him and that was really good to see despite the the, the big picture through two games hasn't been great but that that's a glimpse of what we saw in february and, and early march and obviously what we're going to need to see
0: yeah i agree with you i understand that and I think now, just watching him a little closer in the first half last night, he's just going to have to continually adjust to seeing two or three guys all the time in the paint. Because now, I think the game plan has shifted, especially after this long hiatus where it's like, okay, rule number one guy is slow Tatum down and help off others to slow him down. And again, the Celtics should be able to make other teams pay for that more once Kemba is out and closer to full strength and you got, you know, four fully capable guys of putting up 20 points on any given night out there. Um, but now he still made some good passes, but there's definitely times where, again, it's preseason, this is not a big deal, but he's forcing stuff up um, in tough spots where, you know, the, the pass is the right play in that spot. But, but the, pa- that-
1: the, the passing also is, and the, the, there's like that new wrinkle, on it, that, there's that new like back door play that it seems I've seen a few times now in the, yeah. in the first two games that I don't know if that's you know like a, like a play call off like a Tatum trap like like you're talking about that that's something that they have put in but he's looking for it and he's making some some really nice backdoor passes
0: yes and it's I feel like his passing has come a long way this year already so that's something where you're not really worried about I mean, and this is just he'll watch the film he'll probably see these spots and he'll learn from it and but like you said that backdoor play is going to be there and i feel like, again when you know teams are opposing defenses are gonna to have to make some real tough decisions because there's matchups all over the floor when everyone's at 100 in the set start of starting five and you're gonna and tatum isn't gonna to have to take as much on his back as he did in february but he also should get you know some clear paths to the rim when other teams aren't willing to help as much
1: yeah uh, let me get this read in uh there, there's no shortage of action going on at our exclusive partner bet online uh sports are slowly making its way back i mean they're they're, they're almost we almost say they're back but and ufc back. yeah ufc nascar and soccer leading the way nba is back i think is the nhl back
0: i'm not they're in they're getting ready to go in toronto they are in vancouver so i think next week is when they officially start
1: Okay, baseball is currently back, but we don't know. By the time we're finished recording, who knows? Who knows if that'll be the case? As uh, the the Florida Marlins, or the Miami Marlins, I'm sorry, are uh, in the midst of a of an outbreak. Anyways, that's what happens when you don't really protect your players, and you're you're more worried about playing either 65 or 60 games instead of setting in some sort of system to keep everyone safe. But anyways, they're back. Uh, and BetOnline has all the best odds and lines for the upcoming matches this weekend. Uh, if you need more. Boundline has simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC happening every day live for you to check out. If you're looking for something else other than sports, Boundline has hundreds of live casino games, poker tournaments, and all the best props in the business. Visit betonline.ag or use your mobile device and join now to receive your new welcome bonus and start playing today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Um, So what else, b But I'll I'll, I'll say one thing. In that same conversation that I had uh, with the the someone who works for the Celtics. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a lot of talk about Semi yeah. And there's a lot of internal excitement right now about what he might be able to bring down the stretch. And I think we saw that. And the thing sp- specifically that I heard is that his three point jump shot is really coming along, and we
0: saw that against Phoenix. We did. It's and you can kind of start to piece together Brad Stevens' rotations so far. And I think one big question mark was. You know, is it going to be Shemmy or Grant Williams um, as kind of the first, you know, four or five off the bench there? And it's been Shemmy twice so far. And he, again, is just doing that three. I think he's shot like 38 percent on the season already going to this. And he's not hesitating at all with the catch and shoot from three. And that's the one thing they need him to do on offense It's just if he's ready to go on that corner three. And he's good with those corner crashes too for offensive rebounding. He got you know I think one of those in the scrimmages, but he's we know what how solid he is defensively. But that is you're again you're looking for guys that can just complement and spread the floor right now, and and that's just the one thing for all the question marks that the rest of the bench has with shooting. Shemi seems to be the steadiest three pointer three three point shooter out of there right now, and that's like you said that's that's an encouraging development.
1: He looked like he, a little slimmer to me in the Phoenix game. I don't know if he'd like cut down on some of that muscle and it, it probably wouldn't have been the worst thing. Cause he certainly ha- could stand to lose, uh, you know, a few inches on his biceps, um, and, and without it hurting his game. But I don't know, maybe it makes him a little bit more, a little bit more flexible, a little bit more fluid, but he seems like, uh, I don't know. He just did. He didn't, he looked like a new and improved shemmy to me when I watched him.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, if they're going to ask him to chase around smaller players, then that's probably a good thing. Um, on the wings, or just you know stretch shooters, obviously. But yeah, I, I hope he's not doing the extra workouts in the Florida heat down there after these games, because <laughs> that is you know that humidity down there, i uh, will get you, get you. Get bored in your room. What else are you gonna do? Right, I mean, it's true. So we'll pump see some weights, right? They probably doesn't not having the equipment all summer long might have you know forced him to lose a little muscle there. But it is him versus, and you know, so it seems like to me that you know Ojala is going to be out there when you know on the floor of Cantor and Wanamaker that seems to be the main bench rotation right now obviously on top of Smart um you what'd you see out Ken Cantor so far do you does he look different to you than the guy that was you know obviously shelved himself the last month of the season does he look or is it still this kind of the same hit or miss situation
1: yeah I I, I didn't I, I wasn't super inspired by anything that I saw you know like you know 11 minutes against uh against phoenix i know he had a decent game against okc and that's a game you might need him a little bit more um there's banging against adams or 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 whoever it is but yeah i don't know i I, and and was there any reason you think that that he played only 11 minutes in that phoenix game
0: no i think they just wanted to spread the minutes around to be honest um you know obviously rob williams played it was pretty much the third unit in the fourth quarter there and so they gave Cantor, you know seems to be the first guy off the bench early in these games um, to kind of get a mix into the starters. He seems to have a nice little, you know, pick-and-roll situation with Smart for a few of those. But I think it seems to me, Rich, that it's going to come down to, you know, any time an opposing team has, like, a dynamic point guard in the pick-and-roll, like... Cantor's not going to play those minutes like they just just yeah. uh right that's pretty much just like so the Suns didn't have that guy like Booker is a great player but he's not really a and Rubio you know he I think they kind of kept Cantor in against when he could face Kaminsky they didn't have him go up against Rubio and Aiton so it's it's going to be more just about protecting Cantor and so he can maximize those minutes it seems like
1: yeah, and I thought, and I liked what I saw from Rob Williams in the in the little time he was out there. I know he didn't score. Um, a nice sweet. block there on the jump shot. Yeah, and just like rebounding, he just he just seems a little a little bit tougher, um, a little bit more ready. And that's what they what, what what they said that the game's kind of slowing down for him. It was also good to see Romeo back. Uh, he missed the first game with sickness, right? Right. And he's someone else I think that could be uh, a bit of a dark horse because again, we we know that if the Celtics get far enough. Um, you know, Gordon's not going to be there for a little bit. Sure. Some guys are going to have to step up. I think Romeo is another one of those guys that the Celtics might be expecting. I think he still needs to prove himself a little bit more internally, but um, in the same breath as like Shemi, he's another guy that they're they're pretty pretty hopeful about.
0: Yeah, like I feel like Romeo can be an option in those games when it's you know the opposing power forward is just under when teams go small and you just need a faster guy than Ojala off the bench there in that spot that can hit the three and guard the perimeter. So he had a couple really nice corner cuts, um, which is again, a nice weapon to have when teams are, are helping off. And it kind of reminded me a little of like what Tony Allen and Avery Bradley used to do um, just, Mm. you know, camping out there and then moving quick to the paint and getting a shot up right away uh, off the pass. So he, I hope that he gets more run in seating games because again he's a rookie. You want to see if he can how he you can't throw him in the playoffs and expect much. But if he can kind of sustain some consistency in the the seating games, then that becomes a, a more viable alternative. And like you said, like you're, if you're going to lose Gordon, like you're in those minutes are going to have to come from somewhere.
1: Yeah, and it's and it's interesting because that's another thing when you talk about the lack of fans. I think so much of of what scares you away from using your rookie i know the intensity changes the game changes in the playoffs it slows down it's tougher but so much of just the mental aspect of it is the fans and the right. and the and just the spotlight and it's just not going to be the same certainly you know and, and who knows how much it might change over the course of the playoffs but at least the start like i don't know how much, how much different i mean it'll be so much different than any playoffs beforehand but like it could be a time where maybe you know, to say that you're not just going to throw a rookie out in the, into a playoff atmosphere. I just think the playoff atmosphere doesn't exist anymore. Um, so that might be a, a spot where you know it could be an advantage
0: for Romy. It's a good time to be to be a rookie in the playoffs. No, that's a really good point because like you, like you say, you, the the home road splits in the playoffs are usually incredibly uh, drastic for role players. And so, is that going to you know clearly? in a place like this that that levels the playing field and so you should see right away okay who's kind of be able to match the level here or just remain um what they are in the regular season and who just doesn't have it and eliminating the crowd out of that situation um should help all these guys like you said uh let's do quick hits on anyone else we kind of missed in the rotation so far um we talked tice Tice had a good first game, didn't do much in the second game. I Tice is Tice. Um, not worried about Tice. Not worried about Tice. There's nothing, you know, the one thing with him is, you know, the same concerns you have in terms of, you know, he can't guard Steven Adams. Okay. Like, yeah, we know. Yeah, right. um, but um, as long as he comes out healthy, that's good. Um, you feel, feel good about Wanamaker in the rotation here after seeing him? Because they yeah. could have, they could give give that more to smart and just tighten things up there. W- what are you seeing out of Wanamaker?
1: I mean, Brad's Brad, right? I mean, he's he's solid at best and sort of, I don't know, I, at his worst, just a non-factor. He, d- he doesn't bring much negative, I guess. Right. I i I'm, I mean, I guess I I wouldn't. I'd never be upset to see those th- those minutes go elsewhere. I'll say that. But it, but not as much that not not so much that it angers me to see him. I don't know. I'd I'd be shocked to see him play. Well, how, what do you think? How many minutes a game is he going to get in the
0: playoffs? In the playoffs, I would hope no more than ten, unless he has it going in a game. Right. Um, but like, again,
1: I guess it depends on Kemba too. But like all like right. like in, in a perfect world, assuming that Kemba can play, let's say thirty minutes a game, um, and Marcus could probably play up to thirty five if you needed him, depending on the situation. You know, I, I don't. Right. I'm, I'm hoping that Brad Wanamaker isn't a factor. <laughs> Let's say that <laughs> um, we didn't really talk about Marcus very much. I mean, he was uh, five for five in the game against Phoenix N- yesterday. Ten, didn't five, take a four. three
0: in that game. That was
1: probably didn't, the most shocking part part of it. Didn't take a 3 which... been the most active off the court. It seems, uh, you know, whether it's walking on on his hands <laughs> or or swimming in the pool or playing volleyball, he seems to be really enjoying himself in the bubble. Uh, maybe it's those antibodies that are that are powering him through, but um i guess i mean i i only think with marcus i just worry about him getting hurt well, no matter what he's doing but right. um i just hope you must does. not like to see those handstand races on because that's just well once you it's... actually watched how good he was like he he looked like a fucking cirque, cirque du Soleil, uh i know out there like that was really and he kicked jalen's ass um he,
0: so that
1: that he, he, he looked like he'd done that a bunch so that didn't worry me so much but just i guess in the games and and maybe maybe that's one thing right the lack of the i don't think his intensity is ever going to disappear but maybe uh you know playing with with as much reckless abandon as he does sometimes in front of a crowd maybe that'll go from like we can take that from 130% down to like 120% and save a little bit of his body over the course of the the home stretch but uh yeah it's good to see him yeah it's good to see him not to, not take a three pointer even you know he can do it now oh yeah but you don't want him to get too
0: crazy yeah just don't not don't force that. And then uh, Grant Williams, I thought yesterday against the Suns, he they played him with the starters at the end of the first half there at center, and that's when the Seas kind of turned things around in the game. I again, if you can get away, with it you know the size issue is is what it is, but he clearly has a strength down low to be able to handle like Aiton or someone else trying to post him up as long as they don't get to a position, but. I'll be very intrigued by that lineup as just a uh, a way to really hone in on versatility defensively as the the postseason goes along because he obviously moves a little bit better than Tice and uh, has the strength to battle guys down low.
1: Yeah, and I think I think that's pretty much anyone. You just say Taco so we can use him in the in the SEO. taco fall taco fall I would, I would like to see him yeah what i don't know
0: why not play him a little bit i guess that just means he'll he play doesn't. the next game i hope the next preseason game to to give everyone a, a chance that'll probably be the last time did we was this the last time we see Vincent in a, a celtics uniform was in the or <laughs> in, on the <laughs> most floor likely in the game against the suns um, we should
1: probably mention tremont waters too yeah i was gonna say
0: he it's you can see why they are so excited about him internally in terms of just few guys have his vision and I know he's a little guy but he can you know really get the ball through tight spaces and it's a situation where there's probably only gonna be room for one of him and Carson Edwards next year on the roster oh, the way sorry, things look sorry, right sorry, now Carson. <laughs> right yeah, so but uh so that's not looking for Carson right now but um yeah Tremont like it's I like the fact that he can be it was a, a question whether two way guys were gonna be able to, you know, be down here or not in Orlando. And the fact that he is and so he can actually get some reps with like, you know, a full lamp and who knows, maybe if to settle the offense down one of these early games, like maybe he's runs the point at some point. Um Yeah, I
1: was saying when we talk about Watermaker, I would never be upset if Tremont
0: Waters got those minutes. Right. So that's something where they'll have the option to do that and I would think that he's also active, you know, on the 15-man roster in these games, uh, or maybe the 13-man roster in these games. If he shows something in the seating games, because that's again uh, just a good option to have at the end of the bench to to kind of set everyone down.
1: Uh, do you want to go around the league just real quickly? Just yeah. See if there are there any things that jump out that that might affect the Celtics? I know that when, what's uh, what's up with Embiid? He did not play against OKC, the the scrimmage juggernaut, Oklahoma City Thunder. <laughs> beat philly ben simmons hit a three in the first game but then did i not saw that. Shoot one, did not
0: shoot one in game two sadly um, but
1: what's up with with, with uh mb
0: so he's got a calf situation they're downplaying it there um but again i just i think that just speaks more to the they're they're talking about how they wanted him to play like 35 40 minutes in these games like you know for the playoffs i just don't think that's going to be like little injuries like this are just a sign like that's probably a bad idea for them Mm-hmm. so again we'll, we'll find out more this upcoming weekend once the real games start but um you know it seems like they're pretty committed to nb there and al horford really getting pushed off to the side or the only time he is going to be on the floor he's gonna be playing the five so that's clearly not what he signed up for but that's they figured out that's probably their best chance down there for 100 million dollars they can make him do a few exactly right? <laughs> like they, he's not in a position to complain um just yet, uh, but big development. I really think of the the league in the East is uh, Sabonis with the Pacers. Uh, I'd say probably their second best player. Um, Very fair. Uh, has a serious foot issue and has left the bubble, and there's no guarantee he'll be back. It sounds like maybe a bad bout of plantar fasciitis or something. Where it won't heal quickly, so that's a killer. That's that's brutal for them because their front court gets real thin in a hurry um, when he's out of the picture because it's it's Miles Turner and then, um, not much else. TJ Leaf or something. TJ, yeah, exactly. Like that's that's really not gonna even with Oladipo playing. That um, I feel like shifts the tie for that team because he's just he does everything for them: passing, pick and roll. You know obviously he's a he's a beast on the glass and yeah like you don't have anyone i mean you have tj warren who's more of a three obviously and doesn't do any dirty work and then you have what, what off the bench like tj leaf goga um their rookie and like jakar sampson so
1: yeah no that's tough and it's it's, it's funny because you know oladipa was so close to not playing at all um and I mean, you wonder if, if at some point he might decide again that this isn't worth it. It's funny. See, he, he played 28 minutes yesterday. Yeah. Um, which is not kind of taking it easy for a guy that wasn't so sure about what if, if he wanted to do this to his knee. Um, and now, when, again, uh, and whether or not he's the, their best player, I mean, certainly he's not better than the Lodipa, but without Sabonis, the Pacers are certainly not going anywhere. And they weren't going anywhere, anyways, but without Sabonis, they are a. a a five game series waiting to happen in the first round, uh, regardless of, of, of who they get. Um, and what do you think? I mean, that that's really, I And mean, there's nothing the Celtics can really do to manipulate that. Cause never know like how there's too many different variables to see who you're going to, who you're going to play in the seating. But that would be fantastic. If you can somehow draw the Pacers in the first round.
0: Yeah. It's, and I think the Pacers face the Sixers right out of the gate. And so if the Sixers win that game, I think they have a tiebreaker and then, have the easier schedule overall, so they should be positioning themselves to get that four or five seed, which would leave Indy in six, so that's great news if you're the Celtics, since you really have, that takes the pressure off in terms of needing to win games during the, the seeding round, like you have, you can, you know, rest the guys in the back-to-back, you can maybe give them an extra day or two off um, at the end of the seeding games, if those games are meaningless, and you're not going to catch Toronto anyway, but even so, like I mean, I guess would you rather face an Indiana team if that's a bonus or the Magic in the first round? Assuming if the Celtics could get up to a two, like I'd almost rather take the Pacers uh, without Holiday yeah. than the Magic. That you know, I'd be pretty happy either
1: way. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, there's something about there's something about the Oladipo factor if, if he does play, and Brogdon's a, a really solid player. The Pacers still have better players, you know, and.
0: I mean, not that the you know, the magic or is Isaac is not
1: playing for the magic. Or I he... think
0: I saw he, he's going to take part in a scrimmage um, in the next couple of days, I believe I saw. So that maybe tonight. So that is so that if, if he comes back then they're at full strength and that, again, it's not a scary team by any means, but there's just, you know, there, there are some tough matchups on the magic roster with, with Fusevich and, you know, Gordon, they can kind of, you know yeah they have, but it's still I, I mean they're they're still the magic
1: i think i'd still rather play the magic to be honest but yeah it, it, just because i mean you you it's you could make the argument i mean I who knows how what percentage oladipo is at right now or what it might be like in the playoffs but like at this very moment you could potentially argue he's the best player in the series jason tatum will be better than than, than oladipo if not now then then maybe the start of next season but like when it comes down to you, remember some of those duels he had with Kyrie. Like he's a yeah. guy when it get in, in crunch time that you do not want to see on the other side. No, uh, he can really put a single handedly put a team on his back. And I don't. There's no one on the Magic that worries me like that. Like Vucevic and Gordon. Like
0: those. Evan Fournier doesn't. You know, he probably scares me the most. <laughs> yeah, right. To that. be honest, um, yeah.
1: and I and, and I'm I'm on record saying that I think Markel Fultz is going to be a really solid NBA player, but I don't think he's there yet in the playoffs. This year to make that leap, uh, but it's a it's a good question. Yeah, I would take I would take Orlando. All right,
0: so well, uh, that will be probably decided pretty early on since the Celtics play the Raptors. I think in Game Three or Game Four, and have tough games out of the game for the Bucks. If they if they lose to the Bucks and you know lose one more game out of the gate, you're not they're not going to catch Toronto. So that will be settled. But if they do win that game early, then I'll, the door could could open up to that to that two seed um i'm gonna gonna check the uh the spread real quick on that Celtics Bucks
1: game to see if it if it changed at all i know when we when we talked about it last i think the Bucks were favored by five yeah um and i do have it right here and now the Bucks are favored by four and a half Mm.
0: wow big movement the betters liked what they saw from Kemba in (laughs) the uh in those nine minutes yesterday um, yeah, so that's going to be it's, it's only five days away, Rich, and we will be back later this week with a full at full strength of Mike to kind of do a full preview of everything, heading into the seating games um, on Thursday. And I guess the last question I'll have to, to wrap things up, Rich, have you ever uh, gone to a strip club for the food? <laughs> or eating food at a strip club
1: yeah what was the uh trying what was the name of that strip club in boston centerfolds Is yes that I think that's, yeah i think they had they had a, a lunchtime buffet that i used to i used to go there every single day for lunch it was it was fantastic <laughs> uh, no i have not i i i have never i'm not sure i've ever actually eaten in a strip club i have you know i certainly i certainly don't have any any meals named after me the Lou Will the Lou Will uh lemon pepper chicken or barbecue chicken wings, whatever it was. But yeah, that that's like Doc Doc Rivers can't be very uh excited That's a big hit. That. He has to
0: miss two games, I think, at the minimum for in the quarantine period. So um And and it's just one of those things
1: like you just know and i thank God for the bubble. And we're seeing what's happening, like you know, baseball. Who knows if, if by the time we even come back at the end of this week if baseball's still gonna be going on. Um you know, uh, football. They seem to think that they that that's going to happen, but it just doesn't seem. Unless you have a bubble where these guys literally, because even if, if even if they wanted to get out, like it's like it's like it's like uh, you know, seen you seen the picture on the White House now. Trump is just building walls upon walls to get out of there. Yeah. Like it's almost that hard to to get in and out of this bubble. Like right. there actually a perimeter. So it's like, even if a guy wanted to be an idiot and go out to a strip club and in, in Orlando, like it would be pretty impossible to get out. And it really, it, it seems like that's really what these guys need to, to stay in, in line. Cause you know, Lou will got, got out for two days and he was exactly, out would hang, he had a mask on though. So,
0: <laughs> so it's all good. But yeah, a lot of other teams have had guys in and out. The sounds like, I mean, we'll see how much it pays off, but they've been, had everyone there and, healthy um, for pretty much the whole time here so um, whether that kind of continuity pays off or not we'll find out later this week but um, it's uh, good news so far for them so we'll be back on Thursday uh, with the full gang to get you ready for the official start of the restart and until then check us out at winning plays pod on twitter at brian t rob at rich underscore levine and at the Boston Sports Journal as well. We'll catch you guys later this week.